The Lowell Green Podcast is brought to you by Shield Furniture and Appliances in Packingham. See shields.ca. Wow. So much for Ottawa boring, right? From protester occupation to police state in just about three weeks. Nothing boring about that. So, what do you think about everything? Your gut feeling about all of this. The protests. The political reaction. The police action to clear the streets. The great horse charge the towed trucks, the arrests, and now the frozen bank accounts. Your reaction to all of that, what is it? In your opinion, did the protests accomplish anything of value? Did the political reaction or lack thereof help or harm the situation? The police action itself, was it necessary or Was it over the top? The Emergency Measures Act, did we need it? Do we still need it? And what is your opinion of freezing the bank accounts of God only knows who or why? With no appeal, no judicial orders. You know, actually of all of the things that we can comment on. The one thing that today disturbs me the most is this business of freezing bank accounts. Uh, I'm not sure if you understand, well, I'm sure that some of you do, the gravity of freezing a bank account. For example, if it's the bank account of a company, and apparently some of the more than 200 that have been frozen are companies, that means that the company, in all probability, cannot meet payroll. So, How many innocent workers who had nothing to do with this are going to be without a paycheck? Does anybody care? Not that I can see. Uh, You can, by freezing a bank account, you can pretty well ruin someone's life. I mean, if if your bank account is frozen, you can't make your mortgage payments. You can lose your house. You can lose your job. Uh, that's that's how serious this is. This is not freezing a person's bank account. Is not this is not play. This is very serious business. Can ruin lives, destroy lives, take away jobs. <clears throat> can cost people their homes. Very serious business, and nobody seems to be asking the key questions here. Okay, you are taking, and and as I say, more than 200 bank accounts have thus far been frozen. And apparently, they're only just beginning. So, question number one. Who makes the decision whose bank account is frozen, whose life is destroyed? Do the police make this decision? If so, what's the criteria? what, What prompts you to attack this one particular person. Was it because that person made a donation? Okay. Is there a limit to the size of the donation? We have a report that one woman made a $50 donation and her bank account has been frozen. Whether that's true or not, I'm trying to find it, but apparently this this can and may very well happen. Is there a limit? Is it only those people who have donated? 
How about those people who have just offered moral support? I uh, have been highly critical of Pierre Trudeau and the way he's handling this. Does that make me vulnerable? Am I going to phone my bank and find out that my bank account is frozen? Trudeau doesn't like me. What about Pierre Polyev? Pierre Polyev has publicly supported the truckers. Will his bank account be frozen? I don't know. What about some of the other members of the Conservative caucus who have been supportive or at least come to the defense? Will, will their bank accounts be frozen? Well, I mean, so if they are, my, I repeat, this is, this is key, folks. Who, who, who makes the decision? Is the decision to go after somebody made by Trudeau, by someone in Trudeau's office? Is Gerald Butts behind this? Or are the police? But if the police are making these decisions, what is the criteria and where do they get the criteria from? In other words, if the police are making these these decisions, making, you know, freezing bank accounts, on what basis? A donation? A size of the donation? Support? Person's position in the in the in the community? What? What's the, what's the criteria here? If, in fact, this is a political decision, as I suspect that it is, this is, I mean, we're, we're talking very, very often, you know, lightly about dictatorship and fascism. Well, I want to tell you something. If we, if we have given the prime minister of this country the power to ruin the lives of people he does not like, this is very very dangerous. And I want to tell you something. In my opinion, and this is my opinion, and so far, today, maybe not tomorrow, I can, I can express this opinion, an opinion only. I believe that Trudeau is a very dangerous man. One of the most dangerous men we have ever seen. One of the reasons that he is this dangerous is that he is very weak and can very easily fall under the influence of evil people around him. I, I have reason to, to believe that he is a dangerous man. I do not have the proof, but I have growing evidence that, in fact, it was direct pressure from the PMO, the Prime Minister's office, that resulted in the summary firing of the two of the most successful broadcasters this city has ever seen. When Lowell Green and Rob Snow got the phone call, I was in the Freeport, by the way, doing the show from there, um, <clears throat> it was only about three weeks after Justin Trudeau had just been reelected. We suddenly, out of the blue, get a phone call, your services no, no longer required. I must point out that the Rob Snow and Lowell Green show was the number one rated radio show for that time slot in Ottawa. Of 32 radio stations, we had the number one show. It was making millions of dollars for radio station CFRA. Other than political pressure, what possible reason could there have been for the firing of the two most successful broadcasters in the city? I, I can think of no other reason. This is pure opinion, although I do have some evidence that there was political pressure applied from the PMO. Who else would it be from? So this is a personal reason why I believe 
that Trudeau is a very dangerous man, capable of incredibly vindictive acts, such as freezing people's bank accounts that he doesn't like. I repeat, if your bank account, what would happen to you if your bank account was frozen? What would you buy groceries with? Oh, what would you uh, what would you put gas in the automobile so you could get to work with? What would you do for money? Your bank account is frozen. Not only that, but the bank doesn't have to tell you why, for how long, etc. There's no appeal. There's no judge involved. Somebody, someplace says freeze that bank account, and we don't know who it is. We can have our suspicions. But somebody's got to make the decision. Decision is not made by the bank. The bank is told what to do. By whom? By whom? For what reasons? These are questions that are that are out there and are not being asked. It's it's a to me it is a travesty of justice here, folks. This is Canada. We have a democracy here. In a democracy, you're not allowed for reasons of God knows what go into people's lives and freeze their bank accounts and ruin their lives. That's not a democracy. That's the kind of, I'm not even sure if that kind of thing can happen in Russia today. But it's happening here. I'm not making this up. Somebody, someplace, is telling the banks, freeze these accounts. At first we were told, well, it's only the leaders. I'm sorry. There's not 200 leaders of this convoy. There's not. So a large number of people other than the leaders are being attacked. By whom? For what reason? There's no appeal. You, you, your bank account is frozen. You don't even know why. In fact, I'm not even sure if the bank even tells you it's frozen. You just phone, you know, you can't, your, your, a check bounces. You've just paid the uh, the hydro bill and the check bounces. You phone the bank. Why? Why did the, Well, we've frozen your account. Why? Well, we've just frozen it. This is Canada. Your opinion, folks, on, on the whole thing here. The whole thing. The media coverage, lack thereof. The political coverage here. The political reaction. And there, to me, is even a deeper question. It's all very well. We have dispersed most of the people. They've gone out into the night and the snow. But we have not dealt with the problems. Folks, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter to me what you think of the protesters. You may think they're all a bunch of terrorists, as some people have said. But if they're terrorists, then there's a hell of a lot of terrorists in this country. We'd better find out, right? Were, were they all terrorists who supported them on those overpasses? Folks, there is a problem out there. This problem's not going to go away by sending people away from Ottawa without anybody addressing them. Nobody sit down and listen to any of the problems. Folks, we may have dispersed the people, but we have not dispersed the anger. We have not dispersed the frustration. And we'd freaking well better find out. Otherwise, we're in much bigger trouble than you or I could ever imagine. Your opinions, please. 
John, just once again, go over how people get in touch with us here. All right. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Twitch, if you're on Twitter, wherever you would ordinarily post a comment, you can post your comments to Lowell there. We're putting as many up on the screen as we can. And I cut and paste them so I can read them to Lowell on your behalf. We'd also invite you to call and text the show. The number here is 613-413-2217. And if you prefer email, we've already got a couple in. It's Lowell at BlastTheRadio.com. I have another question. I, for the past couple of days, uh, I've been feeling much better, so I've begun to post a little bit, and I've been posting my concerns about the frozen bank accounts. But hardly anybody seems the least bit concerned, and I find that deeply concerning. Um, the the fact that that your neighbor, that you, because I I I know that I may sound a little outrageous here, but folks. If, the, if somebody can pick up a phone and tell CFRA to fire their two top broadcasters who are making millions for them, then whoever made that phone call, they can do anything. If, if they can pick up the phone and have somebody's uh, bank account frozen, they can, they can do anything, including to anybody, which means you. You may, you know, you know, one of the things that we've got to consider here, if in fact they are freezing the bank accounts of people who made a donation, let me just remind you that people made the donations in many cases with the best of intentions while it was legal. So now suddenly a legal action that people made in good faith, going to support the, the convoy, $50, now your life can be ruined? Folks, this is happening. I'm not trying to inflame. I'm just trying to tell you the freaking truth. John, let's let's hear what people have to say. Shoot first, ask questions later, I guess, is kind of what we're looking oh, at here. Oh, God. Huh? All right. It's awful. It's awful. Well, we've got a ton of comments in already. I could probably spend the next uh, half hour reading these. All right. Here comes an email from Gilles. He says, six things I've learned from the recent events across Canada. Many Canadians do not trust governments, experts, and the media. Many words are bandied about with complete disregard for their definition. That only a liberal Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian. The us or them mentality is deeply entrenched and neither will accept neutrality. Canada is fracturing into factions and are abandoning national unity and that most Canadians would rather give up freedoms than give up their creature comforts. That's an email in from Jill. All right. Adam on Facebook says, anything that the bank may deem suspicious activity, according to Christian Freeland. Paul says, freezing bank accounts is pretty and uh, is pretty and is petty and vindictive, a cowardly act that is punishment beyond the severity of the offense. Kathy says a PC employee has lost her job because she donated $25 to the convoy. Let me, let me, let me just address this business. Well, the banks are going to freeze any accounts they deem to be suspicious. You're missing my point here. What what creates suspicion? Do you understand my, my question here? I mean, you know, the bank is suspicious. Suspicious of what? Right. What are the grounds? What are the grounds? What's the criteria here? Uh, is it suspicious because they donated $50, legally made a $50 donation? Is that grounds for suspicion? I'm telling you right now, somebody, somewhere, is directing the banks to do this. It's got to be either the police or the government. And if the police are making these determinations, who is setting the criteria for them? 
if the police are making these decisions, then they, they must do it on the basis of what? In other words, somebody has got to told the cops, look, anybody that's made a donation of $100 or more, is it, this is suspicious. I want you to, uh, to notify the bank. But we don't know that. What, what, what creates the suspicion? Go ahead, John, please. Sorry. Nope. Here's a text at 613-413-2217. These people had no concern for the thousands of people in Ottawa who couldn't make payroll because they couldn't safely operate for three weeks. That's not the issue here. That's not the issue. You can, you can dislike, you can hate, you can call them all the terrorists you want. But what about the innocent person who has made a, a fully, are, are you telling me, whoever wrote that, are you telling me that you should be able to ruin someone's life because they made a $50 legal donation? Is that what you're telling me? Is that the kind of Canada that you really want to live in? Is that the kind of Canada you want to leave for your children and your grandchildren? Because if it is, God help us all. Go ahead, John. All right. Anne uh, posted uh, something that you and I talked about just before we went on the air. She says, the NDP and some liberals have the power to stop the Emergencies Act from going through. Are we going to be targeted for donations to a party other than the liberals? And this is my well, that's point. A very good. that's a very good question. He's operating in a minority situation here, and he's got the help of the NDP. Why are we not having conversations about the NDP and their role in all of this is my question. And I interrupted well, you. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, yeah, no, that's a very valid, a very valid question. But uh, of course, there's another one. Uh, the question is whether we needed the Emergency Measures Act in the first place. I'm listening to some very knowledgeable people yesterday, and they're saying there's no need for this. All of uh, everything that happened, including the the horsebacks and so forth, all of this was perfectly available under existing law. That's exactly but, what I heard all weekend from various uh, former police chiefs and legal authorities. They said nothing, nothing that has taken place here could not have been accomplished um, ordinarily. No special measures except, were required. Except for one thing. The freezing of bank accounts. The freezing of bank accounts. Yes, sir. Has this been implemented for the sole purpose of giving Trudeau the right to freeze the bank accounts of people that he doesn't like? What other reason could there be? I, I, I think that's a very valid question. Now comes the next question. Okay, we've created pretty well a ghost town. Most Almost everybody is gone from Ottawa. Why would we continue with this Measures Act? What's the criteria? I'll tell you what. Because it gives Trudeau and company more time to destroy more lives of people he doesn't like. John, you or I, I mean, if, if we don't know the criteria, uh, are, are you and I vulnerable? I, I suspect that I am. I really do. I'm going to tell you right now that if, if Trudeau can find a way to get me or anybody, I'm not, anybody that's critical of him, he'll do it. He already did it with me. I am convinced. Uh, I'll I, I tell you something else I'm convinced of, and that is that if you're in the market, for an appliance of any kind, <laughs> or a T-bone steak, or some pork chops, or just a nice little chicken, Shields up there in Pakenham is the place. Have, have a look at the website. I've talked about this many times. www.shields.ca. Thank you, John. He's put it up on the... But they, they specialize in appliances. They have a huge warehouse just jammed with appliances, every kind you could want. Very, very competitive priced. 
They'll have it delivered to your house in two or three days, folks. No matter, and yeah, yeah, they've had calls from Cornwall. Yep, they go down to Cornwall. They're delivering more and more. Packenham, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Brock, Brockville, Prescott, all through the valley, and of course, the city of Ottawa. They're local, they're good. Price is very competitive, and they've got all the products you could possibly want. Shields.ca. Over to you, John. All right, Keith says, love this. Someone asks about the people who've lost wages, and Lowell says, that's not the issue. That is the issue, says Keith. Can't have it both ways. You can't be upset about freezing of bank accounts and blow off those who work and live downtown who have been affected. I'm not blowing anybody off. not blowing anybody off. I'm talking about the kind of country that we want to create. They're, they're, the, the lockdown should have ended long ago. I've said this repeatedly. There's no there's no need for the lockdowns. At one point, there may very well have been, and, and I supported them. But not any longer. The time has come to get rid of them. It's, and, and I have repeatedly stated that it's terrible that, that you know, I, I, I have constantly said there's seen no justification whatsoever to close down restaurants and many of the stores. I've said this repeatedly. So whoever is writing that has been not paying attention to what I'm saying. Go ahead, John. Sonia on Facebook. I'm terrified of what is happening. I'm emotionally exhausted. I've been crying so much the last few days. Uh, another key. Don't cry. Get mad. Don't put up with it anymore. Let your let your MP know this is totally unacceptable. And this in my country, in my Canada, in this democracy, you cannot, on a whim, decide to destroy somebody's life because you don't like the way they wear their freaking hat. Go ahead. Another key says, Lowell, there have been many warnings about Trudeau and the Liberals from the very day Trudeau came to power. Too many people have ignored those, these warnings for too long. The Liberals have done a hood job of convincing the public there is nothing wrong. I hope what has been happening with these with this protest has opened the eyes of their supporters. I just hope it isn't already too late. Trudeau is one of the most dangerous men this country has ever seen. Why? Because he has no scruples. He has no sense of morality. He has no sense of this country, but he has the power. Go ahead, John. And I maintain he has it because he has the support of yet another party. Well, that, that keeps him talking. Yeah. yeah, and and the support of lots of Canadians. Uh, well, yeah, he is democratically elected five months yep. ago, right? I mean, we've done right. this to ourselves. All right, Lisa says the roads could not be closed like they were, from what I heard, without the Emergency Measures Act. Uh, That's nonsense. That's nonsense. We've had we've had very large protests in this city before. We had over 10,000 people show up to protest the arrival of George Bush as president of the United States. Uh, We handled that very well. We brought in police forces from Toronto, from Quebec, et cetera, et cetera, without the Emergency Act. So we've done this before, folks. There's another reason they they enacted this act, but nothing to do with closing roads. In fact, to be honest with you, uh, it was uh, it was. Doug Ford, who imposed the Provincial Emergency Act to open the uh, the streets and the bridge across the uh, the, the river uh, at Windsor, so uh, those that that act was still enforced in this province. So they they could have used that. Go ahead, please. Michelle says, I have a Liberal MP. They will not listen. And Amanda asks you this question, Lowell: How would you have ended the occupation, Lowell? I would never allowed it to begin with in the first place. Uh, the way that it, the way that it was. But that's that's not the issue. I, I it may it may very well have been that they needed the the police action, particularly out. It you know why you know how I would have ended it? I'll tell you. That's a good question. Number one, if I were the prime minister, I would have gone down there, sat down with them, talked with them, listened to their complaints, 
Listen to the reasons for them coming all this distance. Listen to the reasons of people supporting them to try to find out. I would have tried that. And if that didn't work, you know what I have done? Say, you know what? It's not worth the trouble. <clears throat> okay, we're going to open the borders. We don't need that. Everybody else is opening, doing away with the mandates. We're going to do away with it. Then they would have all gone home. We wouldn't have required a single, a single mounted policeman. I'm glad you asked the question, but that's what I would have done. Go ahead. Starting with meeting, talking, listening to them. Okay? Simple action. It's called being a Canadian. Go ahead. Still blows me away that he wouldn't have that conversation. If for no other reason, optics. Mm -hmm. Period. Uh, Adam says three ethics violations and a slew of investigations into the PM for wrongdoing all shut down by him and people think he won't abuse the Emergency Act. Shake your heads, people. Mike says, I made a comment about being thankful to conservative government stopping Bill C-10 from being passed. Did anybody else see W-5 last night about the Canadian company called Rumble and how they are able to get free speech without being taken down, not like Facebook or Twitter, and apparently Donald Trump is behind this. Okay. Uh, let's we, leave Trump. Can we leave Trump out of it for once, please? I'd like to. Jesus. I mean, let's concentrate on the situation here. Go ahead. We got a call coming in, Lowell. I haven't had a chance to screen it. You want to go ahead and take it live? Sure. I hope it's I hope it's Ken, who last week called me an idiot and said it wasn't true that they were freezing bank accounts. Uh, Ken, I'd just like to say to you that um, I guess I guess you know once in a while an idiot is right because they've frozen more than two hundred bank accounts. Uh, go ahead, please. Whoever's on the line. Hi, six one three four one three two two one seven. What's your name, please? My name is Greg. Hi, Greg. You're on with Lowell Green. Go ahead, please. Oh, hi, Lowell. Uh, just a question. I wonder if we could find out which banks uh, cl uh, close these, froze these accounts, and if we could find out, maybe pull our our money out of those banks as a uh, uh, a protest. Uh, my, these my, let me let me let me. I, I have read the Emergency Act, which Ken and many others have not. Uh, the Emergency Act says that. Every lending institution, which, by the way, includes credit unions, banks, insurance companies, etc., anybody that in a position to loan money, uh, that that they they must they must react to this. So it's every bank, okay? Every I, I'm not sure if all of the banks have frozen, but with more than 200 bank accounts frozen, you can be pretty sure. But it's not just banks; it's credit unions as well. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Uh, yep. The American news outlets, I know you don't like to hear that, they are telling people to get their money out of Canada and get their and get rid of their properties in Canada. Well, uh, nothing surprises me, sir. Thank you. For, you know what? Thank you for caring enough to call. I really appreciate it. Uh, God well, bless. Just... God bless. God bless, sir. Thank you. John, we've got some more uh, Texas coming in. Here, uh, we do. Right? Lots and lots and lots. I'll send you a, a novel by the time this show is done. Wonderful. Yep. I'll read them all. I'll I, read them all. I know you do. Uh, Bob says these new, powers, these new powers are not temporary. They have already mentioned about making them permanent. Uh, Lisa says, step away for a while. I've been feeling that way, too. I had to yesterday. I didn't look at anything pertaining to this. Cheryl says, what about the NDP leader? Didn't his family donate to the convoy? Was his account frozen? That's true. <laughs> they did. Yeah, his brother. His brother, I think, donated. Am I right on that? Mm -hmm. Interesting. You know, I, you know, this. The NDP today is just. It puzzles me. I mean, the NDP used to stand up for the little guy, the blue collar worker. I mean, the NDP was was the, you know the, the the defender of unions, the little the working man, the working woman. That's their foundation. 
apparently not anymore. Go ahead. Uh, let me see. Coming in right now, uh, Pam says the parliament needs to be asked who is involved in WEF Klaus Schwab. Uh, who the hell's that? I don't know. Douglas, I just read them all. Uh, Douglas says, what would trigger a vote of confidence in the House of Commons? Well, um, I, I, I'm not a you know I'm not a legal expert here, but I think that the government itself has to declare whether this is a vote of confidence. There's some question as to whether the vote tonight on the Emergencies Measures Act will be a vote of confidence. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the NDP has already indicated that it's going to kiss liberal ass and vote with them. So it could very well, it, it may very well be that Trudeau uh, de de deems this a vote of confidence because then tomorrow we can say, look at that. I said, you know, the, we, I have the confidence of the House. I had the vote. I don't know. It's a good question. Go ahead. Uh, Amanda chimes in to say that she believes it was debunked regarding uh, Jagmeet Singh's brother donating. I don't recall that, but I will. Uh, Whatever. I, I, I trust Amanda. Um, you, this is driving me crazy. The Emergency Measures Act, it, it can be put into place, and obviously it's put into place without being uh, discussed in the House of Commons, and it becomes law, and then it's debated afterwards. Yeah. Something about that is so egregiously wrong, and we're three, four, five days out before it goes to a vote. The, the Act says that it can be enforced for seven days before the debate. That's scary. That's, that's that, yeah, it, it's very scary. Hey, why do you think this has never been enacted in this country before? This is, it's intended for some sort of military insurrection. Well, I mean, there was no military insurrection. As a matter of fact, my understanding is they never found a single weapon, not even a knife with all of the, you, you may be mad at the protesters and all the rest of it. They, they honked horns and, but there was no violence. I mean, you know, we've had all sorts of, look, look while, while all this is going on, there was real violence out on the west coast of BC. Some 20 people with camouflage and masks, not, you know, smashed equipment, beat up on people, try to light fire to a truck with people inside, and there's hardly a mention. Nobody seems to give a sweet flying fox fart about that. Meantime, we've got bouncy castles and hot tubs in downtown Ottawa. Oh, my God, it's the end of the world. This requires an emergency legislation. It is so hypocritical that it just boggles the mind that this could happen in my country. Your country, too. Thank you all. We'll be back tomorrow. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green Podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green Podcast. This is a production of blasttheradio.com.